the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here is your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. Uh, you know that every time you hear me come on the show, I say, this is going to be the most remarkable show you've ever heard. Well, this time, if I really meant it before, I really, really, really mean it now. My listening friend, you realize that we're in the grasp of biblical history in the making. And I have had the opportunity to meet a few people that are on the cusp of this biblical history, and I'm going to introduce them to you now with some uh, aspects that you probably haven't heard of before, at least some of them. And uh, we're going to talk about things like the red heifer. You know, what's the red heifer have to do with Christianity? And what does it have to do with Judaism? We're going to explain that as we go. But we're also going to talk about people that, who, who are excavating and have excavated pieces of uh, Israel and discovered uh, first, first temple, temple artifacts as well. Can you believe this? I'm communicating with you from Texas, just Glenn uh, uh, Rose. And uh, I've got two people with me here. I'm going to just introduce them to you. And my listening friend, I want you to pay close attention because this is history in the making. And you go, what are you talking about history in the making? We're going to show that to you in just a moment. I want you to meet me. in the Texan. He is a Texan dealing with an object called the Red Pepper. And he has had a heart for Israel for many, 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 many years. And uh, God has stirred him to help the Jews uh, prepare for the coming of what they would call Messiah Ben David, or the Messiah Son of David. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're looking for the same thing. Byron, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, and uh, thank you for coming to Texas and yeah. coming to meet us. And I just appreciate you uh, reaching out to us and, and this opportunity to talk to your listening audience. I hope what we have to say is a blessing to each one of them. And uh, from our hearts to their hearts, I just say praise the Lord for what he's doing in these last days and and that we can have the comfort of knowing that he is in control yep. and that his words are being fulfilled uh, both here in Texas and Israel and all across the world. That's right. And in San Diego County. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And uh, dear friend Jim Barfield, he's the director of the Copper Scroll Project. Some of you may have heard of him and his uh, excavations and almost excavations discovering first temple artifacts. And when you, I decided I wanted to put these two people together. So Jim and I and his wife, uh, we've driven into this part of Texas to meet with him. And this radio show is as a result of that. Jim Barfield, how are you doing? Oh, gosh, I'm doing great. Meeting some wonderful people. And uh, I'm very thankful to be here. I am. I really 
am looking forward to I, I want to supplement what this gentleman has to say because he and I are working on projects that could really make some enormous changes in not just Christianity, but in the Jewish world as well. Yes. And good changes as in the fulfillment of prophecies. And we've all been having a wonderful talk here today. And yes. I've, I've learned a lot from Byron. I'm looking forward to this interview as well. Well, let's, let's dive on in. You know, the topic of today is going to be what I would call the red heifer. And you go, where is that? And this is number is uh, 19. And it also is referred to in the book of um, Hebrews chapter nine, it deals with the red heifer, and you're going to find out when you discover the tie-in with red heifer and the coming again of what we would say Messiah Ben David, the son of David, the Messiah, son of David. It's going to blow your mind. And Jew and Gentiles are both going to get it. Each one of us, Gentile and Jew, are going to have to make adjustments to meet in the middle. But I think that that's, that's absolutely fine. Hey, guys, you know one of the things that I like to do in the show is blow the shofar. And the scripture talks about blowing the shofar in Zion and sounding an alarm in God's holy mountain. There is an alarm that needs to be voiced or heard right now in God's holy mountain. And that holy mountain could be you and people with whom you fellowship. And that is a, is a blast of awareness. God wants us to be aware, awakened, and stand our ground. So, Byron, if you don't mind, Jim, if you don't mind, I'm going to blow the shofar. This isn't going to be the normal shofar I blow because I couldn't travel with that big old honker shofar. <laughs> so I brought my little ram sword. I'm going to blow this. And then we're going to... <laughs> there you go. You know, that was the kind of shofar blasts that happened during Gideon's day. They couldn't they couldn't bring their big old shofars in battle, the three hundred of Gideon. They brought these little, little crowns horns. And when all three hundred of those priests uh, warriors were blowing them at the same time, and the mentality of warriors, every time there's a shofar blast, there's a legion or a group, a large group of people behind that blast. But when you have three hundred people, only three hundred people blowing the shofar, they they go, man, the multitude of people is about ready to Descend upon us, and God showed Himself mightily in the mix in the midst of that. So, Byron, I'm going to have you give kind of an overview of the who, why, where, and how of Byron's sins, and don't you like the theme of red pepper? It's in Scripture, but it has much more to do with what's going on today and the preparation for the Lord's return. Byron, so Kaz, backing up a little bit in my life. What the Lord started showing me from the age of 13 is that his word is perfect and that his word will lead us into all truth if we'll follow it. And now I read that as a letter to me. And as I read that letter, I realized that that God loves the Jewish people. Yes. And the reason I did that, because I was reading uh, what Paul had written and that he actually, Paul is the one that taught me uh, about about salvation through Jesus Christ. And you see that in, in Romans 7 and 8. But when I got to uh, Romans 9, it says, Oh, Israel, my people, oh, my Jewish brothers, how I long for you to come to Christ. My heart is heavy within me, and I grieve bitterly day and night because of you. And Christ knows that the Holy Spirit knows that is no mere pretense when I say that I'd be willing to be forever damned if that would save you. 
So when I read that as a 13-year-old, and on my left, I heard a voice. It was just like this voice on the radio. I heard it. And it wasn't out loud, but yet I heard it in my brain. And that voice said, I'm going to use him with the Jewish people. And immediately after that, I heard on my right, I heard another voice. And it said, well, he's going to be a failure. He's full of sin. He's full of lust. He's full of all that. He won't be able to do anything for you. And that was the end of the conversation between my God and his enemy, yes. Lucifer. Yes. But I heard that at age 13. Well, I know some of the things that Byron Stinson is sharing with you. I heard similar voices as well. And part of this show is to encourage you to listen to the right godly voice because God has that gigantic plans for you as he has for Byron Stinson and the topic of the red and other so many other things. We'll talk about that as well. And Jim Barfield and the director of the Copper Scroll Project. Any any quick thoughts on this? We've got about two minutes left in the same with Jim Barfield, the Copper Scroll Project. There's a lot of common denominators going on here. There's a lot of common denominators. Uh, if, in fact, both of us are correct, and I do believe we are, that this is going to bring about a, um, a revival, not just in the Christian community, but in the Jewish community as well. They're going, they're going to be an uprising of uh, faith, a reunification of two lost tribes, or 12 lost tribes, just to put it that way. It's going to be a wonderful thing, and I hope and pray that this country is in desperate need, the world is in desperate need of a Savior. That's right. We're going to, you know, both of these men uh, couch a very interesting thought, and that is uh, God, God has been the unmoved like never before, before, and each one of them, them have a piece of the puzzle. My heart cry was to bring these guys together because, frankly, and I won't watch when I say this, I believe both of these guys are biblically, biblically historical places where when you realize the ramifications of these things, and in particular we're talking about the red heifer this time, but when you realize the implications, the Lord himself cannot return until these preparatory things come to pass. We're going to talk about more on that and other things as well. And I, I, I'm going to you know, ask Byron to give some insights about the red heifer and why it's so important today. And then I'm going to have Jim Barfield do color commentary uh, as the director of the Cultural Project. My listening friend, guess what? We will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. I'm sounding like I'm in an echo chamber somewhere. Well, these guys don't allow me in the same area with them, so I'm out on the streets. No, that's not true. But So I'm gonna, we're working on, on this echo sound, and hopefully it's going to minimize it as we go. If not, we'll fix it as we go. Byron Stinson, a man who loves Israel more than words can convey, and he has been called to help them with things such as the red pepper and so much more. And my uh, other friend called, he's, he's Jim Barfield. And uh, he's with the Copper Scroll Project, the director thereof. So we began a, an interesting chat, gentlemen. I, I want you, Byron, to talk a little bit more about the reason for the red heifer. And we'll use that as a word for you to get into some other things. So, Byron, take 
your freedom. So in, uh, the, as a Christian, we have a book in the Bible we call Numbers. But actually, in Hebrew, the name of that book is Be Midbar. And what it means is in the wilderness. And the wilderness is always the place of God speaking. So when you take that as the name of the book, God speaking, he's speaking to the to all of us as believers and telling us things that are very important. One of the things that he told us to do, or he told the, the fathers of our faith, the Jewish fathers, is to bring a red heifer for purification. Well, now we all know that the only way to be pure is to have the blood of Jesus Christ applied to us. That is purification. Yet God wants to do this. Why? Well, he, for a time, what God has allowed is for the Jewish people to be blinded as his word went out to us as Gentiles. Paul talks about how this blindness was a blessing to us. But how much more will the blessing be in the end when our Jewish fathers, they come to faith in Jesus Christ? So this red heifer is an opportunity, I believe, what God's doing, and this is what I tell my much-loved Jewish fathers of faith, is this red heifer, the redness of it stands for the blood of Jesus Christ, and the purity of it stands for the pure blood that had to be shed for us. There's no man's blood that have ever been shed, or no lamb that could ever be shed that would give eternal life. Yet, this life that every Jewish father is looking for and that we are looking for can only come through that purity of Jesus Christ. So the red heifer is something God put in place so that our fathers of the faith could want to see that come, so that they could see the Messiah come, and we can join in with them because we too want to see the Messiah come. It's a place where we can come to unity, where we can come to a place where we say we agree on this, let us agree that we need the purity to come and for us to be returned to life and go from this dead spot that we're in and see life abundant for all mankind. Oh, man. Byron, thank you. And, of course, people don't realize that without the red heifer and the ashes of the red heifer, the God's plan for eternal, uh, you know, the thousand-year rule and reign and things beyond that cannot come to pass. There are things that are written in Scripture that have to come to pass, and the the Jews that uh, the the red heifer ashes are it, and we Christians say it is the blood of Jesus who is the red heifer, and and so but there's, there's something that's going to happen right now in these days, and we're going to reconcile. Both sides are going to reconcile this, and they're going to realize we're going to realize how important this is. Jim Buckfield, any thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm in total agreement with Byron, first of all. And what I'm what I'm looking from a Compass Grove perspective is we these things are coming out at the most amazing time. I believe in in my calculations, uh, for what it's worth, that we have we have already hit the six thousandth year, and at the end of the sixth day, we're supposed to go into a Shabbat, a Sabbath rest. Well, that Sabbath rest is what we consider to be the one thousand years. Uh, the Messiah's reign. Now, we have hit that day, but the Messiah's reign will not begin until Messiah is back in our land and he's ruling as our king. And now, wouldn't that be a blessing for each and every one of us? And what Byron said about the purity of that animal, it's it's incredible what they the inspection that that animal has to go through to make that level of purity. 
and I know I'm going to let Bill Byron talk about that part later, is what that animal has to go through and what those men have to look for, the rabbis that have to examine that thing, uh, what they have to look for. But with the Copper Scroll Project, we, we are hoping and praying, and we suspect and expect that the jar that holds the ashes of the red heifer will be in a particular cave that, if you've listened before on, on uh, Ted's show, you'll know that the possibility that the uh, tabernacle and all the implements are going to be inside of a particular cave. And with that, we're expecting the ashes of the red heifer from the, what's left over from the time of uh, Jesus. So, guys, I'm looking forward to that, and uh, I'm going to turn it back to Kaz now. Well, thank you, Jim. It, it's remarkable that all these things are dovetailing together. You know, there are people uh, uh, going on Mount Ararat and excavating uh, the, the Noah's Ark at the same time concurrently with this. I think God is just about ready to launch his truth in so many different venues. Any naysayer, um, can anybody say replacement theologist, uh, is going to say, I, I can't deny this. This is, must be God. And when they do this, all of a sudden, God's kids are going to embrace him, and those who are Jews are going to embrace him from the biblical perspective. And we Gentiles are going to also embrace him from a biblical perspective that we haven't even experienced yet. So, Byron, where do you want to go with this? We've got, you know, maybe three uh, or four minutes. Well, I, I would just say that uh, that God's timing is always perfect. He never makes a mistake. He's written it all out. Now, if you were alive in the 1600s and you read in the Bible that Israel, Judah and Israel, were going to come back to the very piece of land that had been promised to them, to Abraham, you naturally would say, well, they've been out of the land for 1,600 years. That's just not going to happen. And so Israel must mean something that we're not understanding, and you start thinking it must mean the church. Well, that's how you get replacement theology, and that's where we as the church really got off with a lot of Roman teaching. Now, here we are in these last days. In 1948, Israel comes back to the land. Israel becomes a strong nation. If you'll just go and read Ezekiel 37, you'll see the first half of Ezekiel 37 is the dry bones vision where Israel stands up, becomes a strong nation. You realize that in 19 years, they had a nuclear bomb. God blessed them with brains. They, there's only 12 million Jews, and yet they have more uh, Nobel Prizes than any other people group in the earth. And God just continues to show who he is by bringing them back to the land. But now's the time, Kaz. Now's the time when in the second half of Ezekiel 37 that God says to, to call to the four winds and tell the Spirit of God to come to Israel. And what's happening? All through the church, people are motivated to take trips to Israel, to come to Israel. And these people are full of the Holy Spirit. Your audience out there is full of the Holy Spirit. And do you realize God is calling you to go, to take that Holy Spirit and go to the land of Israel and to be united with the fathers of the faith and to love the fathers of the faith and see what, what's supposed to happen is us become one people, Judeo-Christians, people that love each other and that are united. Very good. You know, uh, there's a disconnect so far. I think a lot of people that are listening to this, they don't disagree with what you're saying, but they're having trouble connecting 
the red heifer and the uh, the you know, you know the sacrifice of the red heifer and the ashes and so forth like that. We've got about two minutes or so in this segment. Why don't you draw that connection? Because a lot of people are going, yeah, red heifer, but so what does that have to do with what's going on right now? How is the red heifer and the ashes, how does that play a role? Well, here's the thing. If you want to meet somebody, can you meet them where you want them to get to? Or do you have to go meet those people where they are? And all of Israel is expecting, wanting, and desiring. Our Jewish fathers, they know that this is called for in the book, and and that the Lord has spoken it. God of our fathers has spoken that you're supposed to bring a red heifer to Mount of Olives, and there purify yourself. And so if that's where they are, then that's where we as believers throughout the land need to connect to them, and we need to come and use that as an opportunity to bring the Spirit of God in our bodies to them, unite ourselves, and become one. In Malachi, the last thing in the Old Testament, it says the fathers and the children are being called to love each other. And truly, we are the children We are scattered amongst the nations of the earth, but we are the children of Abraham, and they are the fathers of the faith. And we've been disconnected for a purpose, for a time, so that God could raise up this moment in time and bring a red heifer, and we can all come in unity together and supply this red heifer. But more than that, be one with our fathers in the faith. This is a great opportunity for them to see Jesus, to understand what he's about, and for us to all see this day of salvation come to both sides, Judeo-Christian. Very good. You know, we're going to draw the parallel even more as we go through the show. But, you know, sometimes there's an event that happens, and you don't put weight in it, much weight in it, and then all of a sudden when you step back, you go, this was pivotal to everything else. I think the pursuit of the red heifer in the natural but also the spiritual are one of those events. We're going to talk more about that when Byron Simpson and Jim Arfield and Kaz come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Now more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. We're doing some experimentation here to get see if I'm outside of the echo chamber now and can uh, communicate with you. So my, 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 here's, here's the deal. The Jews have one point of view that really deals with what we would call Messiah, Son of David, and we Christians also have a, a point of view that's really intimately tied with Messiah, Son of David. We're both looking for that venue and event. The Jews are looking at it from one point of view. The Christians are looking at it from another point of view. But as God adjusts both of us, we're going to find out that God wants us to meet in the middle. And as a result of that, we have what the Scripture says, one new man. So I, I want to talk just a little bit to Aaron Stinson he is a Texan who has a real love for Israel and so many other things tied to this. But let me use this as a, a, a launching pad to, to you, Byron, and Jim Barfield of the Copper Scroll Project. You can jump on in uh, wherever you want to give color commentary. Byron, you and I talked about this off air, and that is the Jews are looking for 
Messiah, son of David. Christians are also looking to Yeshua ben Messiah ben David as well. Both of us are looking for the same thing. Now, I'm not going to muddy the water by saying, Jesus, 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 because the Jews will be offended by that. But we can talk about the same thing by just saying the Messiah, son of David, and we're all speaking the same language. When we have to start with that common ground, then however God wants to adjust this, we're game for it, and the Jews would be more game for that as well. Uh, Byron, uh, your thoughts on that? Thank you, Kaz. Well, first of all, thank you very much, and I agree with you. One thing that uh, Christians need to be aware of, I've spent about 15 years in Israel doing a lot of work with a lot of rabbis over there. One thing's for sure about the Jewish people. They do know what we believe. They do know that we believe the Messiah is Yeshua, that he came, and that he's coming again. So they understand that. But what they're looking at is what the Bible tells them, simply out of the Old Testament. They just don't want to read the New Testament yet. They hadn't got to that yet. They don't feel like it's really for them, and it hasn't been. God hasn't opened that to their eyes to that yet, but they will. But for right now, when they look like in Ezekiel, like we were talking about a while ago, Ezekiel 37, and I'll go to verse 12, but tell them, the Lord says, my people, I will open your graves of exile, and I'll cause you to rise again and return to the land of Israel. And then at last, oh, my people, you will know I am the Lord, and I'll put my spirit into you, and you shall live and return home again to your own land. And then you'll know that I, the Lord, have done just what I promised you. But what's amazing, Kaz, is the next lines in 15. Again, a message from the Lord came to me saying, you take a stick and you carve on it these words. The first stick represents Judah and her allied tribes, and the other stick carved these words on it. This stick represents all the other tribes of Israel. Well, Kaz, that's, that's the Jewish people and the right. people of God scattered all over the that's world, right. okay? Yeah. And then God says, now we're holding together in your hand as one stick. So that's unity. That's what we're talking about. Yep. And who, who's doing that is not uh, us. That's right. It's God that's doing this and t- turning the multiple, multitude of different people uh, in his hands become unified. And so he's taken that as one stick to put it together to unify it. And you know what? God's smart enough to do something that even Solomon didn't understand. Solomon says in the Bible, I don't know what this red heifer's about. I understand all kinds of things, but I don't understand why this red heifer. But now here we are, and the red heifer's being revealed, and it is so that we could become unified as people, Jew and Gentile. Yes. You know, and Jim Barfield, there's a scripture that talks about God is going to make the Jews jealous uh, by the Gentile believers. And the issue is, how in the world will the Jews be jealous about us? One of the ways is not like us trying to proselytize them, but it's by us um, basically embracing their truths and incorporating their truths with uh Messiah, David's truths, and all of a sudden they become jealous because they've been teaching and instructing this for thousands of years. And and God wants us to use our intimacy and friendship with Israel to draw them closer. Jim? Yeah, and it's it's not about, for me, and I'm sure Byron and you too, I, I don't particularly want to make them jealous. I don't, want, I don't want to make them jealous. What I want to make them is interested. And isn't it strange that a guy from Lawton, Oklahoma, another guy from Glen Rose, Texas, 
are working on two of the most important things uh, for the return of the kingdom. Yes, it's, it's, that's right. It's huge. And it, if, in fact, we succeed, and I do, again, I think we will, is this. My goal is to make all of the folks sitting here tonight listening to this broadcast, make them know that we have got to get ready. I mean, it doesn't take a first-year student, a biblical student, to look across this country, across the world, and see that we are in the most prophetic time in history. Israel is a nation again. Uh, we're, uh, we're looking for the ashes of red heifer for a heifer that meets the qualifications, and we're looking for the temple vessels to restart and use those the same ashes. We are in a magnificent time, an important time for every single person in this world, and it's happening before our eyes. Good versus evil is so obvious. You can't turn on the TV without seeing it. Pedophilia, uh, any, everything that you could possibly, uh, perversion you can think of is as happening. Every kind of lies, deceit, the news is full of lies, full of deceit. And here we are standing up against it, but not by our desire to stand up against these things more than it is we want to serve God. We want to serve and bring about his kingdom and so our grandchildren will grow up in a world that is ruled by a righteous king. We're going to find out more about this as we dig more deeply into this topic in the next hour. We're still in the first hour, and it's coming, waning rather quickly. But because we we need to talk about replacement theology, we need to talk about all these different things that we in the church environment have been negligent in because it has steered us away from the intimacy of our Judeo. Christian values. I say Judeo-Christian values because Judeo is framed first, and then we say Christian values. Those two, in tandem with one another, is where God wants us to be. So, Byron, we only have like a minute or so in this segment. I want you to set the stage for our next segment. We want to talk a little bit more about uh, the replacement theology and where that has gone awry, but how God wants us to be able to fully embrace him, and our fully, as a Gentiles fully embrace him, the Jews will realize, hey, we, they, they're not doing this to harm us. They're doing this to embrace us. And so people that have a right-hearted uh, attitude towards God, Jew and Gentile, will see the, the uh, transparency of God in the thick of this thing, and they say, Let's see how God plays this out. I'm willing. And you're seeing that, Byron, aren't you, with, with these Jews from you? Yes, absolutely. And I think for us to really look at replacement theology, the place to start looking at is if you go back and you look at what Daniel, the very first vision he sees is uh, that he sees this giant statue that represents all the governments of man and how each one is trying to uh, be the one government over the world. And that's what we're really looking at today. So maybe if we get into our next segment, maybe we can really look back at Daniel a little bit. Absolutely. There. You know, all these books that you've studied and you go, this is nice. I'm not sure where this is going to fit into the end times. Oh, this is nice. And I don't know where that's going to fit into these times. You're going to realize that God is meticulous in his uh, the feasts and festivals, days and months and years. And all these things are meditated. So, we Gentiles don't understand the days, months, and years like the Jews do. It speaks loudly to them, and we need to come up to speed with understanding the days, months, years, and festivals as well. So stay with us, if you would, Byron, and 
Jim Barfield. We're just about ready to enter into some challenging topics, but topics that we Gentile believers cannot neglect because if we're neglecting the value of Jew and Gentile, then we're missing God's mark because Jesus was a Jew, and we have to embrace him as that Jew. And when you're embracing this Messiah, son of David, you need to be aware of his customs, his time frames, and his teachings. Byron Stinson and uh, I think Jim Arfield and I are gearing up for the next segment when we come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Well, my friends, it's time for some fireworks because, you know, we Gentiles, we presume, and wrongly so, that it's really all the Jews' fault that we're not getting together like we should. And there's a key element that many Christians embrace, and it is wrong, and that is called replacement theology. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And, you know, it's easy for us, we Christians, to say the Jews are wrong and we're right. But we don't look with that same exact, uh, uh, magnifying glass on us, ourselves, and uh, our point of views and things like that. The, the replacement theology is a doctrine from the pit of hell. It is designed for the separation of Jew and Gentile. And Satan has been using this replacement theology since thousands, for thousands of years, separating the Jew and the Gentile from one another. Because Satan knows as soon as Jew and Gentile get together, Messiah ben David will come again and establish ruling and reigning in the earth for a thousand years. So, Byron, I'm going to let you take this topic of replacement theology. It is an aggravating uh, theology. Talk a little bit about its uh, beginnings and and, uh, endings, and then I'm just going to have Jim Barfield of the Copper Scroll Project offer some insights as well. Byron and then Jim. Well, as we were talking about, uh, starting back in the 1600s, if you see the Reformation movements and churches starting to read the Bible for the first time, it wasn't even available for the common man until that time, and then they started understanding these things, and they couldn't believe that there would actually be a time that these things would come true. So when you read a verse, like, for instance, when you're in Ezekiel uh, chapter 37, 21, it says, for God says, I am gathering the people of Israel from among the nations and bringing them home from around the world to their own land to unify them into one nation. It just wasn't believable that uh, these Jewish people that were such a, a blot on the world that the world was trying to actually kill them and get rid of them every way they could, that they would be part of that. But, of course, they're the fathers of the faith. But the amazing thing to us is we also are part of that. Because you notice in that verse, it it just spoke about the two sticks becoming one. And then in 21, it says, I'm gathering the people of Israel from among the nations, bringing them home from around the world to their own land to unify them into one nation. He only said Israel. And then he said them. So he's talking about. Jew and Gentile coming together, Jewish and Christian becoming one people. So 
You know, it, it doesn't make sense, the, the replacement theology now. We can see that now that Israel's back in the land. So we need to start reading the scriptures in a new way. Unfortunately, when you have 200 years, 300 years of teaching, it's very hard to overcome that. It's been taught in the schools, uh, most prestigious schools, and it's deeply ingrained. But we have to back up and just read this as a book to us because God is doing exactly what he said he would do. Those scriptures, people had to uh, do abstractions from those scriptures because Israel was not a nation. Right. Now, there's no excuse. Israel is a nation, and it's real, and replacement theology has to go away. Jim Barfield, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm sitting here with two guys I rarely see, and the first time I've met Byron was today, and we all agree on this subject wholeheartedly. Guys, we got to stop with this replacement stuff. That is, throw it out the window. Because, it, it, and we've been talking about joining the two sticks together again, Ephraim. Ephraim represents all of the ten lost tribes. It yeah. represents the, the ones that went into Assyria first into captivity. Then we've got the Jews and the, and the uh, Benjamin that actually went into captivity together in Babylon. Well, we have got to recognize that, that the Jewish people are, like Byron said earlier, they're incredibly intelligent people. The Israelis are incredibly intelligent people. But here's the thing. If a, if a Jewish person goes bad, it gets real bad. They are very intelligent. But if they, when they're good, oh, my gosh. Why do, you think, why do you think that the Messiah comes from the tribe of Judah? That's that's because they they are very strictly. They, they, my wife talked about this earlier today with Kaz. The Jewish people are more like the manly portion of uh, the body than the Christian people, who are much more emotional, much more uh, devoted to learning about their coming Messiah. They are there. The, the bride is huge. And, but the Jewish people believe that as well. Matter of fact, one of the Jewish people uh, that I first talked to in Israel, a high rabbi, he said, Mr. Barfield, do you know what these vessels mean to us? I said, yeah, it means the same thing to us. And I, I said, why do you think it means so much? He said, because those vessels are the dowry for the coming bride. The, the Christians, very emotional. They're very, and I don't mean that negatively at all. It's, it's a very wonderful thing. Yeah. Well, what I see in that, Jim, is, and it's the truth, that we as Christians, we believe by faith, and so we're very much on the side of the Spirit, and that's where we take everything, more from the Spirit, and not so much physical things. Where the Jewish fathers of our faith, they very much come down on the physical. They want to see physical things. Now, Jesus, at the, with the woman at the well, told us that there's going to come a day when we're going to worship him in spirit and in truth the physical and the spiritual. And so as we come together as one people, God allows that to grow amongst us and that unity to come. And the biggest thing out of all of that is what we've been talking about today is our Father in heaven who planned all of this out from the very beginning is going to get all glory as we love each other, as we overcome the prince of darkness that wants to keep us separated with silly things that were never true. So it's time now to seek out this truth, and the Bible gives that to us, right? So uh, let, me, let me just say one more thing. Jesus taught us something that's so important. He said, 
to pray that his kingdom would come and his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. He didn't say to pray that his will would be done in heaven as it is in heaven. He said on earth as it is in heaven. And then we look through the Old Testament, and there is this promise over and over that, that Melech David, the King David, will come from the line of David, and there will come this eternal king that's going to set up a kingdom on earth. And we're supposed to be praying for that. And this red heifer and these artifacts are things that are physical that help our brothers, our fathers of the faith, see him. So that's what I'm so excited about, our, what the Lord's doing with us. And and for that to happen, uh, one of the things I'm learning about the Dead Sea Scrolls, about the Copper Scroll, which is from Dead Sea Scrolls, is this. There is a lot more to know about Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. There is a lot more to know. And and the interesting thing about it is the the Copper Scroll, the Dead Sea Scrolls, give you an insight into Yeshua like I have never seen before. It it, it covers uh, the Melchizedek Order, which... Yeshua is from the Melchizedek order. It, it covers the the role of the Messiah uh, of Israel and the Messiah of uh, the priestly Messiah. Priestly Messiah is John the Baptist, who acted as Ezekiel, I mean Ezekiel. He acted as the one that was come first, Elijah. He was acting in that role, and Yeshua was acting in the role of Messiah of Israel. Well, my listening friend, you know, you're getting a fire hydrant right now. But the point of the matter is things have to be reconciled between now and the return of the Lord Jesus Christ or Messiah, son of David. Things have to be reconciled. And for us to presume that we don't have to have any reconciling, but the Jews have to do all the reconciling is bad. It's wrong. It's improper. And so, but on the other, other side, for the... Jews to think that the Gentiles have to make all the adjustments to come to their knowledge of the letter of the law is equally wrong, and that God is in the middle bringing the two together. And you're going to find, because it's God's desire to bring Jew and Gentile together, He's going to be working miracles. And, you know, we try to study it through and say, what can I do to uh, impact this? But the truth of the matter is you listen and obey and let God do the stuff. I never thought I would see the rabbis, like I did a couple of weeks ago, here you know, hugging uh, you, Byron. They, they were hugging you, and when I hear you talking about it, you don't miss words about uh, Messiah Ben no. David at all. No, and we can't because it, it, it's the truth. He is the hope for them, and God is allowing this time for us to be together so that that. They can speak freely and know that we love them, and we can speak freely and know that love is on both sides. And we're all just wanting our eyes and our ears to open to the truth of what God is doing here at this time. So we're in the process of all of that, and, Kaz, it's, it's going to happen right in front of our eyes. The Lord's going to yes. do it. We might as well be the ones that are in charge of leveling the runway because the Messiah is fixing to come in and land on it. So let's be part uh, of this thing. That is so good. My listening friend, I hope you realize the truth that is being shared in this broadcast right now. Uh, we, Gentiles, you, you talk about Judeo-Christian values. We, we use that term in the United States of America, the Judeo-Christian values, and we do not neglect the Judeo part of that. We have to really realize why God wants us to embrace the Judeo and Christian values together because therein is the deeper truth 
about us all receiving the Messiah, Son of David. There's a lot of adjustments on both sides of the So in the, in the next segment, we're going to open up a biblical observations and things are going on right now. You know, I'm, I'm a student of Scripture and eschatology. I never thought these things would be happening back, 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 to back. And the fact that you two, Byron and Jim Barfield, uh, are factor back in this as well. God's putting things together like never before, and that's why I'm so thrilled to use two earth changes uh, joined together as we talk about this. My listening friend, more to come in the next hour of Come Together uh, San Diego. We're also going to explore the biblical truths that are coming to pass now and what Jew and Gentile have to do to be obedient to God in the midst of it. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we'll be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Well, you know, my friends, many of you, like I, have loved Scripture, and I camped around the eschatological side of it like the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, uh, you know, the, the different uh, Old Testament books, and even uh, Genesis and Leviticus and things like that, dug deeply into that in my past, uh, trying to uh, extrapolate truths. And basically, the, the matter has been every once in a while, something happens, and you would have to use, use, extrapolate on that, and you'd have to wait for a month or a year or five years, and then you could change the topic because it was a slow go. Today, with eschatology, the, the pages are turning so quickly that the Bible is coming to, fact, to pass so rapidly, we must be near the end, which means if we're near our end, it means we're near the beginning of the ruling and reigning with Christ for a thousand years. Um, I, I've got a couple friends with me here. Uh, Byron, Byron Stinson is with us. He's t- been talking about God, but he's also talking about eschatology because he's a, he digs deeply into that topic as well. And I'm going to have Jim Barfield, the Compton Scroll Project, give some insights on that as well. Do you, Byron, do you see that uh, things are folding in upon each other, and that can only mean that the, the end times are at hand? Well, yes. You know, Kaz, the the big thing that we can, the biggest thing that's going to happen in all of biblical history is when the temple is rebuilt. And that cannot happen before there's a red heifer uh, ceremony. It's not a sacrifice, it's a ceremony. And so that ceremony needs to take place on the Mount of Olives. So the problem with that has been that you have to have priests that have never been around death. They can't be born in a hospital. They can't walk on the ground. They have to stay above the ground because they might accidentally walk across a dead body that's less than five, nine arm lengths away. These priests have to be trained from the time they're just little children. They kept safe from death. And now they have five of those priests ready to go. Okay, that's just amazing. But then you need a piece of land on the Mount of Olives to do that on. So 12 years ago, this piece of land became available, and a rabbi friend of mine who asked me to hunt for the red heifers, he was able to purchase that piece of land, and it's at the exact location that you need facing east off the Temple Mount at the right height on the Mount of Olives. Nothing could have done that by chance. It was God's hand that brought that together. And then with the red heifer, 
you have to have all these different implements. You got to have the hyssop, and you got to have the cedars of Lebanon. Do you realize that they have found the real cedars of Lebanon that were part of the building of Solomon's temple? They have them on the temple mount. They're going to be able to use that exact wood along with all these other things. They're all coming together. It's so exciting, and 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 none of this could take place if it wasn't for the Abraham accords that are happening and all of the peace agreements that are coming out of the Trump era that all started coming to bear. And so God is just taking all these things at the same time and bringing us to the time when this temple can become a reality to the world. That's our timeline. Jim Barfield, I know that you really embraced that topic as well. You're an eschatological student as well. And it used to be when we were studying, we would go, okay, that happened. We'll wait for another year or two and see what else happens. Now they're enfolding upon each other so quickly that the Lord is obviously getting our attention. But more than our attention, he wants our hearts. Jim? And one of the things that's happening is not pleasant is this control. Guys, I'm, I'm telling you, there is a, a desire for go, go global dominance by a, an elite group of people that I don't think are elite. I think they're under the scum as far as where they're from. They are a horrible group of people, and and it's like I said earlier. First year Bible student could pick this out. If you read the Bible at all, you're going to understand that there is a lot of things happening that has never happened before. I, I could show you, I, not on the radio, of course, but there there is a way to look, utilizing Scripture only. And you can see where all the prophecies have come true. And I'll explain that some other day. But the prophecies are coming through exactly in the years that they're supposed to. 1947-48, there was other things, gentlemen, that happened that you can't be explained except for God's hand within this. And that's why I encourage everyone to listen. And the information, there's a large amount of information coming. It's from one group, Jeremiah. Haggai, Zechariah, Daniel, and Ezekiel. Those guys were all together at the same time at the, at the uh, Babylonian captivity, and that information is beginning to flow forth and for everybody to recognize. Byron Spencer, I know it's under your breath. You're going, amen, amen. Amen. You're right. You know, a lot of us have been studying scripture and going, this is, probably isn't even going to happen for our lifetime. My listening friend, if you have been in that camp, you need to rethink this because things are happening at such a pace. You you have to at least ask yourself the question, could I have been wrong about this? Are we in those times right now? And if we are, what do we do about it, Byron? Well, for sure, we're there. Uh, if you look into Daniel, you'll see that the first thing that happened was there was this dream that Nebuchadnezzar had that it was a statue, and that statue started with Nebuchadnezzar as the head of gold, went right down through the Medes, the Persians, and to the Greeks, the Romans, and then down through the leg to the last day when there will be many nations, some of them weak, some of them strong, and they're working together, and they're trying to figure out a way to make a one-world government. And so Daniel tells us that that's all going to happen in that last day. And then what happens is the rock that was rejected comes hurtling in at the sound of a trumpet. I can guarantee you, and you'll like that. And it's going to hit the feet, and the whole thing, which is the governments of man, will be destroyed so that this new kingdom 
of peace can be established on earth. And that is what we see is we're on the cusp of that. Right now, these nations are trying their best to form these alliances and make this happen. But the Bible tells us to Daniel that they will fail. They will be actually fighting amongst themselves, trying to get the upper hand. And so that's happening right now. As we speak, these, these people in powerful places with trillions of dollars are all trying to get the upper hand. But uh, God has a plan that's better. His name is Yeshua. Jim, uh, I want your input on this. And, but the truth of the matter is the enemy thinks they've got us, but they're entrusting an unholy alliance to bring it to pass. They don't realize, and they should, that this unholy alliance, they're not in favor of one another. Each one is trying to get the foremost positioning, and what they're doing is, it says in the Old, in the Old Testament and New, the enemy fights against itself, and all of a sudden, God's kids are victorious. Yes. I think that's where we are. And that's where we need to be. We need to be in harmony with one another, not uh, Jew against Gentile or Christians against the Jews. The guys, that's 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 insane. We agree that there's a Messiah, like uh, Byron Brian said earlier. We agree that there's a Messiah. Let's stick with that and let's work with that. We have got to work together with them, with our brothers all around the world, and we may be a difference to some degree in theology, but we all agree that our Messiah is on his way. And he's at the door, and we better be ready to open it because it's coming, guys. Amen, Jim. And uh, just along that line, you know, we know that that in the end, whenever that end comes, and then there's this new era that springs out of it, it's going to be so different than anything we've ever seen. How can you have bodies that are able to last in this new millennial? We don't understand those things. Yeah, it's nothing new because, listen, if you look at eternity, you know, the scientists, they say, well, 100 million years ago there was a big bang. Well, don't you have to ask, what about 100 million years before that and 100 million years before that and just keep going in the same way in the future? So we know eternity lasts. It's just the problem is we can't see it because death is on everything we see. But when Jesus comes, Nothing will have death on it. This new millennial time will come. Don't miss it. Whatever you're doing right now, don't miss your opportunity to be in this kingdom of peace. Believe in the blood of Jesus Christ. Be covered and honor and respect his father because that is our job is to respect the father. That will bring more peace to your life, more joy to your life, more love into your life than anything is respect the father of Jesus Christ. Byron Stinson, a real love for Israel and the um, process of the Red Pepper. I hope you were inspired by that. Jill Barfield uh, with Copper Scroll Project. These guys, uh, I am kind of out of my league. These are great men, and I'm just here having the opportunity to uh, ask some questions. But really, here's the point I want to make on that as we take a break here. You have a giant-sized role to play as well. And if you think you don't, you're misunderstanding God and God's plan. And don't worry about some of these things to spark too much for you. God's only going to require you to do what He's called you to be able to do. You just need to be obedient, listen, and obey. We're going to talk more about that in the last segment of the show. When Come Together San Diego comes right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. 
Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise with Kaz Taylor. Hello, my friends. It's time for me to remind you what Come Together San Diego is all about. You, you know, our format is to identify different people that are leaders in the body of Christ and give each one an opportunity to share their point of view. And some of my uh, friends throughout the San Diego ministries will not see things the way that I see things. I think we're in the thick of things and we need to make our stand. There are people that are on this radio network that are preaching other things. I'm not saying that you should disavow them. I'm saying to apply the scripture, I think it's in Second Timothy that says, listen to this, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, many people are, are, are teaching that the, the, the end times are years, decades, maybe a hundred of years away from you. But I would say your obligation is to study, study to show yourself approved, and let's let God communicate with you and my, uh, my pastor friends that are teaching other things. Go ahead, but listen to the Holy Spirit and make your adjustments accordingly, because I believe we are in the thick of things right now, and that the, the, the time is drawing nigh. Uh, so, uh, and the other piece of the equation is don't be anxious because you're, you're not like a Jim Barfield. Uh, you, you don't ha- have the Copper Scroll Project or Byron Stinson, and you aren't, aren't familiar with the uh, Red The point of the matter is you have something that nobody else has. You need to arise to the occasion. And you're not studying to show yourself approved under a pastor or a leader. You're called to study to show yourself approved unto God. And when you do that, then you are accountable for what God wants you to do. Byron, any thoughts on that? Absolutely, Kaz. If we go to the book of Micah, in Micah 4, it says, In the last days, Mount Zion will be the most renowned of all the mountains of the world. It praised by all nations. People from all over the world will make pilgrimages there. Come, they'll say to one another, let us visit the mountain of the Lord and see the temple of the God of Israel. He'll tell us what to do, and we will do it. For in those days, the whole world will be ruled by the Lord from Jerusalem. He will issue his laws and decrees from right there. So, you know, that's, that's as plain as it gets right there in the fourth uh, verse of Micah, that in the last days this is going to happen. And surely now the Spirit of God is on so many people. And what I say to people, and that is, it doesn't matter if you're a pastor, a leader of a church, or just an individual that's being called in your heart. And I know it's hard to get to Israel right now, the COVID and everything else. But do all you can to go, to carry the Spirit of God. If you love the Lord, go. Stand there on God's holy mountain. Know that he is completing this and this is actually happening. God is our God, and he wants us to be there with the Jewish fathers. Yes, Jim Barfield, insights on that. I I know we three are lighthearted in this issue. Uh, You need to be vigilant in studying to show yourself approved. Not to a pastor or other leader. Unto God, and He is holding you accountable, and He will lead you into all truth. I mean, that, that's a pretty hefty scripture. Yeah, to me, the way I look at studying to show myself approved is I'm not trying to show God that I'm approved. He knows. One way or the other, He knows. It's showing to me, look at me, 
this is what God says, this is what you need to be doing. So I'm kind of showing myself, if I do what he says, because you wouldn't believe how many people I've heard say, throw out the Old Testament. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, let me read this scripture. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What you're doing is you're throwing out Yeshua, the Word, the Word made flesh. You're throwing out. Once you do that, you are committing a horrible sin. Is you're throwing out the Word. And let me let me show you this. If, the, if Yeshua really was the Word, and I absolutely believe He is. Yes. That means that the Jewish people every week study the first five books of the Bible religiously. And I'm, I do it every week with them. I read along and I study it too. Now, if, if they have that much knowledge of the Word, how much of Yeshua do they have unknowingly locked into their hearts? Because it's in your heart that we write the Word, the Bride. Who is the bride? And if we, the bride, don't start looking at, at, at our groom rather than the gifts on the table, the, the, uh, the bridal gifts, we need to stop looking at that nonsense. Well, it's not nonsense. We've got to start looking at that and look at the Messiah and head towards the Messiah ben David. Because the time has come. Amen, Jim. I, I couldn't agree more with all of that. And uh, I, I just... I just want to say one thing, and maybe it's a little controversial, but it shouldn't be. It should be if you've studied and you understand the Word of God, you'll know this. It's very well, it's thought of by many institutions because of replacement theology that in the end, the Jewish people will be left after all of the true believers are gone, and then God's going to kill all the Jewish people. But what it really says is, and over here in Micah 11, it says, Many nations will be gathered against you. They'll be calling for your blood, eager to destroy you. It's talking about Israel, the Jewish people. But they do not know the thoughts of the Lord, nor understand his plans. For for when the time comes, the Lord will gather together the enemies of his people like sheaves upon the threshing floor, and they will be helpless before Israel. Israel... God promised when he returned them to the land, first off, he was going to exile them from the land because, why? They were murdering their babies. They were throwing their children into the fire. They were doing all kinds of horrible things like sex with one another, men and women. They they turned against God's ways. I don't know if that sounds familiar or not, but that's what they were doing, okay? And so God punished his own beloved children and by sending them into exile. And they became a, a cuss word amongst the nation. And, you know, you make fun of Jewish people and all that happened. Okay? But God promised by the prophets that when he brought them back to the land, he was going to establish them as a strong nation, give them back their honor, give them back their brains, and give them a soft heart, a heart of love that will love him with all their heart. And he's going to come and give them the Messiah who is going to rule with them over all the nations. It's time now to join together and be unified. This is where we need to be as a church scattered through the nations of the earth. I'm going to make a comment and Jim Barfield's input on this. You know, God wants us, Jew and Gentiles, to be the one new man. If we Gentiles disregard the Jews, 
we're, we're in more trouble than we can even handle because God, you know, we, we know in um, the scripture in Romans as well, Jews and also to the Greek, the point of the matter is God loves his Jewish kids. If we do not embrace that, we, could find, we will find ourselves in a large bit of trouble. So, Jim, any thought on that? We've got uh, maybe a minute and a half on, on this. I, I know your heart, Jim Barfield. To the Jew first, which tells me the Jewish people are the branch we are grafted into, or Israel is the branch we are grafted into. We are not the branch. And if we start acting like we're the branch and we start telling everybody how to act, because listen, uh, the uh, the uh, Babylonian captivity, it came about because of what? Disrespect and disregard for the word of God. That's right. The commandments. That's why they went into That's 30 right. years of captivity. Now, look at our country. Look at the world. This country is a Christian country. Well, guys. Why is it going down the tubes right now? We are not keeping the word of God. Jim, I don't think anybody can say anything better than that. It's time for you to have some self-examination. Pay attention to what other people are saying, but weigh and pray it. You have an obligation to take God's word, and God is not going to, when you talk to the Lord, he goes, uh, how can you sit on this turf right here instead of, the biblical term, and you say, well, my pastor or my teacher or my leader told me to do that. that. There is no weight in the interaction between you and your heavenly father. He sees you as being a person that has a great amount of understanding or getting a great amount of understanding. You need to do this uh, on your own, and the Holy Spirit will quicken something that pastors and other leaders say, and will say, you might want to read this. That's all that I'm saying in these last days. So my listening friend, we're going to talk more about this. We, we uh, have been dealing with uh, God's plans for his church. And, Byron, I know you're anxious to talk some more about it. You're anxious about it. Yeah, sure. You want to talk a little bit more about it. We're going to be bringing this program to an end. We want to give you summaries to help you understand where you are and where you and I need to go with Jim Barfield. Um, and Myron Stinson has come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. I always look at the clock, my friends, and say, how could the two hours skirted by so quickly? But when you've got a topic like this, my friend, the time does fly. And not only on the radio show, but I want to tell you something right now. Time is flying in the real world as well. Things are becoming truncated in ways that we never thought possible uh, a year or two ago. Things are happening daily or every other minute, it seems like, in the world. And all of these, many of these have supernatural implications. The wars and the rumors of wars, sure. Pestilence and, and things like that, sure. But also uh, God's plans for his kids to be victorious in the midst of these things. I, I've got uh, Jim Barfield with me with the Copper Scroll Project and Byron Stinson uh, dealing with the Red Heifer and so many other things. I wanted to have them start out by giving a little bit of, of uh, 
content on what people can find out about who they are and what they do. And so I'm going to start with you, uh, Byron. How can people find out more about you and the ministry things you're working on? Number two, how can they check out some of the videos that you have done? And number three, what other aspects do you want them to embrace? Here's the deal. You need to be able to hear all sides of the godly story so that you can embrace what God wants you to embrace and walk away from the stuff that you're sure God wants you to walk away from. I'm good with that, and I think Byron is, as well as Jim Barfield as well. So give us a way that people can find out about what's going on with you. Okay. Uh, So the word bone means to build up. So the way to spell that in English is B-O-N-E-H. So there is a website, boneisrael.com. You can go there. At the website, you'll find more information about what we're doing and helping build up Israel. We have more projects than the Red Heifer. Uh, we're doing other biblical sites and things and helping over there, plus educational materials. So there's a lot there when you get to the Bone Israel website. You also can go, if you're interested in the Red Heifer, you can go to a website called Hunt for the red heifer.com and in that you'll see a lot of information there's a link in there if you find my name i'm the team leader and you click on that you'll see a picture of my beautiful wife and you'll know you'll see a picture of me too don't look too closely because it's not pretty but go ahead and take a look at all of that and uh and then if you want to hear more from israel i've been blessed to get to go now uh, 60 times, uh, my wife and I were blessed to send over 100 pastors, help pay for over 100 pastors to go. Over 2,000 people, church members, they've gone with us through a foundation we started called the Father's House Foundation. You can look up fathershousefoundation.com on the internet, and you'll see all kinds of testimonies, 6,000 pictures all over Israel. But you can put my name in a Google search, Byron Stinson, and just put the word video. And you will find a series of about 40 videos I've made from all around Israel, different biblical sites. So that'll clue you in and help you see more about what's happening in my life and how it led me to be the guy that they reached out to to hunt for red heifers around the United States. And now we have 11 of them that are pure red and getting ready to be shipped to Israel. This is mind-boggling when you realize has not been discovered uh, for a long time. And the fact that there are 10 or 11 of them that have been discovered yeah. tells you it's God. God. It's amazing. There are these, these babies, these, these calves that we were able to get, these pure red calves, they're all, bought, they're all born on Shabbat. <laughs> Isn't that something? Is. God's day of rest, he has these babies born, you yes. know. So it's just yes. amazing. Yeah. Yes, Jim Barfield, Copper Squirrel Project. How can people find out about you and the Copper Squirrel Project? I, I'll tell you, when you dig into what these guys stand for and what they have researched, you are going to realize that God has got, what do I want to say, it's a spiritually faithful people galore. And look in the mirror because you are among them. Jim Barfield, how do people find out more about the who, why, what, where, and how of Jim Barfield, the Copper Squirrel Project? Well, the best thing they can do right now, I've got a website. Uh, just just do a search, any search engine, look for the Copper Squirrel Project, Jim Barfield, and then you'll find our, our uh, website. We're in the process of redoing it, uh, but there's also lots of uh, 
YouTube videos about the Copper Scroll Project. A lot of the presentations I've done, one of them in Israel at a, at a temple conference, and uh, lots of others. But I, I want to touch on another thing that you can do. Uh, for for me and I'm, and for Byron to pray Amen. that we stay in the Father's yes. will, that we stay uh, we stay humble, we stay. Um, Byron is like me, and I'm like him. We don't want your money. No, we we want don't we want need prayers. money. We want we want uh, the people to understand that it's not what we're about. We're not looking to be. He rose. We're not looking to be scholars because I, I don't have but a high school education, really. Uh, so that's what I want. That's what I need from you. And one of the things I've, I've learned about Byron, he and I have got way more in common than what I first thought. The name of that is Bonet. Yes. The, uh, the main name for the guys at Qumran who I, I look and study with, Bonet, the builders. There you go. And there's, there a, go. there's some strong ties there. Yeah. It's a very important one. So that's what I would suggest if you want to learn more about the Copper School Project. And uh, looking on Byron's stuff, it's pretty amazing. Hey, Kaz, there's one other thing that I really need to make sure I tell yes, your sir. listeners. I just want to say thank you to these ranchers. You know, they've gone out of their way uh, to be helpful and to help us find these these uh, red heifers, and now they're taking care of them. And these men are men of God that love the Lord, and they want to tie in and see unity between all of us. And so it's been a real blessing to get to know these ranchers. And I just say kudos to them. Thank God for them and their hearts that they want to do this with yes. us. And, you know, Byron, Byron, you would have to agree that a, a year ago or a, a months ago, these guys were Christians. And they were just available to be a blessing to God. And all of a sudden now they find themselves in a position where they can be a unique blessing to God. And I, I want to do this to extrapolate to you, my listening friend. You may go, you know, I, you know, I, I do a little Bible study or I read scripture in the morning and I, cook, uh, I minister with, with friends, but that's as far as it goes. Just be faithful in this. And these ranchers were faithful in their relationship with God. And all of a sudden God says, Watch this. Can you do this? And all of a sudden, it was something that was exactly in their wheelhouse. Yes. And all of a sudden, they are pivotal in God's plans. Same with Y-O-U, my friends. You are pivotal in God's plans. Why don't you say a word or two about that, and I'll close this segment for the next segment. Absolutely. So, you know, Cass, the biggest thing, the most incredible thing that God has done in the last 2,000 years is to do exactly what he said he would do. He said it to Moses. He said it to all the prophets. He gathered his people from all the lands of the earth, and he brought them back to the land that he promised to Abraham, and he's given that land back to them. But the next biggest thing that's ever happened and will ever happen is when you see the temple being rebuilt. Because here's the thing. Even Moses didn't know what the mountain was that God was going to choose to be honored at, but he revealed it to David. And David took that mountain, and his his son Solomon built the first temple, and it was to it is to that exact place that the whole world is looking today. It's like a battle, is what we think, but the battle's over. The battle is over, my friends. The Lord is right now on the horse. He is charging forward, 
And he is getting and preparing to use his people, you out there, me, all of us, to erect a temple, a house of prayer on that exact mountain, the place for us to come and meet him face to face and know his name. He is there and he is coming and get ready. Don't be slow about this. Tell your children. In Deuteronomy 6, 4, God says that we are to teach our children, talk to them when we're at home or out on a walk at bedtime, first thing in the morning, in the evening. Let's tell our children about the coming of the Lord. My, my, my. My friends, it's, you know, a lot of people are anxious about the times because they are embedding themselves in the fake news and different things that are causing them to be anxious without looking to the fact that God is the solution. And you, if you put him uh, on the back burner, you're misappropriating your Heavenly Father and your Savior. God wants us to be movers and shakers and obedient. And if we are paying attention to fake news and all these other things, then our, our priorities seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If we need to rethink that, uh, it would be now would be the time. We're going to talk more about that, Byron, uh, in the last segment. And uh, Jim Barfield, we're going to talk about what you, my listening friend, can do right now to change your perception of God because God has not changed his perception of you. You are his beloved. We'll talk more about these things when uh, uh, Byron Stinson and Jim Barfield and I come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. The last segment of Come Together San Diego is before us now. And what I like to do in the last segment of these shows is to tie any loose strings together so you know the who, why, what, where, when, and how. Let me just say this. I hope you still love me. And some of you may be uh, embracing pastors that don't that teach something different than this. Here's my challenge. You need to study the Bible. And e- even, you know, if you want to get a pastor that embraces things differently than I, this has come together San Diego. Have them come with me and we will we will talk through these things. I, I don't have a problem doing that because God's word can stand scrutiny. Uh, his kids sometimes don't because we fade under the pressure. <laughs> but the whole idea of come together, San Diego, is for us to come together and air our differences with the right spirit. You know, the world right now will not let you air something that is adverse to what they think you should know. And the church has to be different. So that's one thing. But also, you need to know the urgency of the times, the urgency of the times. And I'm going to uh, bring our two co-hosts back with me in this show to have each one of them uh, draw a close from their perspective. Byron Stinson uh, and Red Heifer and so many other things. Um, Why don't you do a a closing statement? Then Jim Barfield, the Copper Scroll Project, I'm going to have you do the same thing. My listening friend, we We are are in vital times. And for you to sit on the sidelines and say, oh, this isn't going to happen for another Years and years and years, or not, we're not even going to experience Jesus is coming. Look at Scripture, look at the fulfillment of Scripture now, and then you need to pay, pay due diligence on where we are. So, Byron, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm not going to steal Jim's thunder, but I'm going to agree with Jim because it was no accident that the uh, 
that the scrolls were hidden down at Qumran, just as the exile happens to all of Israel and they're leaving the land. And then in 1947-48, you come to the land and bang, that's the year that these scrolls come out of the ground. That's no accident. But there are a hundred of those things already have come true, and they're all prophetic things that are spoken of in the Bible. Now, here's what I know about these prophecies in the Bible. It doesn't matter if the Bible says that the Gentiles are going to carry the Jewish people back to the land, then that's what's going to happen. And I have a friend, Dr. Robert Mawiri, that he got together with Ray, and they got busy, and they brought the uh, refugees out of Russia back to the land. Okay, others brought the Ethiopian Jews back to the land. That was a prophecy. That is done. They say that the Gentiles are going to join up in the hills of Samaria and grow the crops. Well, I have a good friend of mine up there, uh, Tommy, who is up there, and he's taken hundreds of Christians up there to plant vineyards and to harvest those vineyards. That's not by chance. That's fulfillment of prophecy. And you can just continue, like the archaeological find, the things that are coming out of the ground every single year, every single day, in fact, are just proof that this Bible, but all of them have to happen, and they are. So how could anyone doubt that this God created the heavens and the earth? It's not an accident. It's not an accident that you can see. There's millions of nerves that when you start being you start being knitted together in your mother's womb, they're in the eyeball, and they start growing towards your brain. At the same time, millions of nerves start growing out of a small brain towards those eyes. And guess what? They all connect to just the right one so that you can see. Now we need spiritual eyes to pray. Lord, give us spiritual eyes to see these things. And we need ears that can hear, spiritual ears that can hear. And we want it for our fathers of the faith, too. And the only way to do it is to do what God says. And the most important thing of all is what? It's love. We have to love you one another and be be patient with each other and know that we're none of us God. He is God. Every knee must bow and everyone listen because God is speaking even now as we meet right here. Absolutely. It brings to mind a scripture, Byron. It's in Acts 3.21. It says, heaven must hold Jesus back until the times of restitution spoken about by the Holy Prophets in the, since the beginning of time. So in other words, we're in a time frame right now where the words of the Holy Prophet are coming to pass. And Jesus cannot come back until these prophecies are, 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 are show themselves. Every yeah, and if, you, if, you're, if you're looking on, on a timeline, you have to go, well, these things are happening uh, at breakneck speed. Yes. And so it's time for us to pay close attention. Jim Barfield, your thoughts. What Byron said about the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls about being found, that was the same year that Israel was reborn. That was the same year that many, many, many other things happened. Radio stations opened up, TV stations opened up. And if you go back to prophecy, and again, I can't show you, but the prophecies in Daniel, the prophecies of Ezekiel, they all come to this point in 1947-48. Guys, you got to be ready for it. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to end with this, is there was a, a lady many years ago, it was the, the wife of Billy Graham. She said, if God doesn't punish the United States for the sins that they're committing, and Byron listed off a bunch of them a while ago, 
if he doesn't punish them, he's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. We are in a desperate time, and I'm telling you, guys, get your families and, and pray with them every night. Love them every night. And uh, another thing these guys said is love, is that's the heater of all things. But you're going to have to take a beating now and then before that time comes. So I want to say, Chaz, thank you, Chaz. For, for getting us all together like this. This has been an absolute blessing for me. Well, Julie, it's, it's a pleasure. And when you get people, and this, this can happen with you and your own audience and your own friends, my friend, when you get together with fellow like-hearted, like-minded people, don't tell them what God can do. If one can chase 1,000, two can chase 10,000. And that's where we are right now. God wants you to take what you've got and you say, this is very meager. It's just me. And these ranchers in Texas... But basically saying, I love God. What's he going to do with me? I'm just a rancher. And all of a sudden, God put them in a position to introduce red heifers like people could not even imagine. What is your red heifer, my friend? It could be any one of a number of things, but you cannot just sit and be lackadaisical. You have to believe, receive, and activate. Can I read? I want to read something from the prophet Isaiah. This is in the 24th chapter of Isaiah, starting at verse 19. The earth has broken down in utter collapse. Everything is lost, abandoned, and confused. The world staggers like a drunkard. It shakes like a tent in a storm. It falls. It will not rise again, for the sins of the earth are very great. And on that day, the Lord will punish the fallen angels in the heaven and the proud rulers of the nations on earth. They'll be rounded up like prisoners and imprisoned in a dungeon until they are tried and condemned. And then the Lord of heaven's armies will mount his throne in Zion and rule gloriously in Jerusalem in the sight of all the elders of his people. Such glory there will be, and the brightest of the sun and the moon will seem to fade away. Those days, my friend, are coming very, very soon. So as Cass said earlier, study, look, ask the Lord, open the Bible. Uh, I like to call it Bible roulette if you don't do anything else. You know, there's there's a game you play. You just take a Bible and just open it up, put your finger on it, and I guarantee you that's going to be what God wants you to read. <laughs> so play a little Bible roulette and listen to the, to the Spirit of God speak to you because he will. And then just start making notes and start writing it down, and he'll take you exactly where he wants you. And that's what he's done in my life. That's what he's done in Jim's life, that's the way he does in your life. And every believer, that's the way we get to it is because it's the Word of God. Yes. That is what makes all the difference in our lives. Don't be anxious about the things. Just realize that God puts you on this earth for this time, my listening friend. And, you know, Mordecai and telling um, uh, Esther that uh, you were made for such a time as this, and if you don't rise to the occasion, God will call somebody else, but you have missed your opportunity. God doesn't want you to miss the opportunity, my listening friend, right now. So thanks for joining us on this Come Together San Diego. We stirred a lot of things up, but it's something for you to sip on and embrace or walk away from. But as long as you do due diligence on this thing, God is happy. And then, But also, don't be afraid of a little Bible roulette when you say, I don't really understand this. Where do you want me to go? And all of a sudden, there, there may be a bumper sticker that has a verse on it or a phrase. Amen. He speaks in so many different ways. He does. And my friend, I want you to know that you are in the thick of things right now because God built you so. So my listening friend, on behalf of Byron Stinson 
and Jim Barkin and I. What a joy to have you on Come Together San Diego. It's time for us to go away, but just know that God loves you and has plans for you, but he also has plans for you to impact other people and to cause them to embrace his plan for them as well. You're a conduit in Jesus' name. My listening friend, thank you for joining us. Byron, thank you. Jim Barkin, thank you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it very much. It's a pleasure. Love y'all. We love you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining Kaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker. And then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.